Welcome to the IonHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. So I've been napping for the past two weeks. Has anything happened in Gale Nation? What'd I miss? It's like a boring time of year, no? Does Sienna still stink? <laughs> well, of course they do. Anyway, uh, two weeks ago today was our last episode here uh, with Sam Federman pre- previewing Iona Yukon. That's how long it's been. Quite a bit has gone down since then, obviously. And here we are, season three, episode 27 of the podcast. I'm going to talk about it all. There's just so much happening. Sure, I can break it up into Iota's recaps, uh, offer roundups even, but no. Oh, we're going to recap. I'm just going to go off here and talk about everything that's gone down from Iona versus UConn to the Iona women to our our coaching change to... Yeah, get ready. You're going to hear that little clip a few times this episode. Now, you may ask, Guy, where the hell have you been for two weeks? Well, a chunk of that time was spent in Aruba. Yeah, I love you guys. I love Iona Hoops, but I'm not dropping podcasts for Sopranos Piano Bar. If you know, you know. Hell, I had to jump through hoops just to watch the NCAA game down there. Never mind live tweet about it. Aruba is wonderful if you've never been. I know a few folks who have been to a lot of the islands, and most say Aruba is the best of them, all things considered. Man, it's definitely up there for sure. So if you've got some extra cash cash lying around, you can either do one of two things with it. One, live a little, go to Aruba. Or two, give it to the Iona NIL program. All right, enough on all of that. My voice haunts your sleep, so we need some background music, and we'll use our standard recap music. Side note. I've been asked about our music, uh, about the music that I use. It's all royalty-free. Most of it comes from an outfit called Silverman Sound Studios. And this particular piece I use for recaps is my favorite. And it's actually called The Victory of Heroes. Let's do it. So there I am in Aruba and living the good life and all, and it's early in the day Friday, and I realize Ayuni Yukon is on TBS. No problem. Aruba gets most of the basic cable, sta- basic cable stations. Surely TBS is among them, right? No. No. No TBS. So what's a dude to do? Thankfully, I'm not the dullest knife in the, sh- in the drawer, despite what most Iona fandom thinks. Um, and uh, I did see this as a potential issue beforehand and brought my laptop with me to Aruba just for the purpose of potentially having to watch the Iona game. However, you can't access many U.S. apps such as, oh, I don't know, the NCAA Tourney app outside of the U.S. Are you kidding me? So I turned to my friend Google and discovered that I can purchase basically an independent U.S.-based VPN, not unlike VPNs company use, companies use to, uh, for folks to access their servers remotely. So I did this, and voila, I had U.S. internet access and can watch the NCA app. Which was wonderful in the first half, and not so good in the second. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pick apart this game too much. UConn was grossly underseeded as a four, given that they were top ten in basically all metrics, which means they should have been a two, or worst a three. I only made shots at first half, but really didn't shut them down. Uh, and honestly, it didn't seem like we threw in a full-court press or did any sort of wrinkle defensively. A little disappointed in our, in our Hall of Fame coach there. Um, but certainly, I'm sure we were all feeling good at halftime, but 
as has happened to us so many times in our NCAA history, just wasn't to be in the second half. UConn just buzzsawed us, and we had zero answer. Again, I would like to have seen us throw something different out there defensively, um, something a junk defense or, I don't know, something, and not just take the abuse Sonogo was going to give us all game. When you call a timeout to stop their run and they continue to smoke you, you have to try something different. And we didn't. I mean, geez, it's not like we have a Hall of Fame coach or anything. Uh, maybe he was too busy making calls to Queens or something. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, not the way we wanted things to end there. Another year with no NCAA win, but hey, at least we got there, which is more than a crap ton of teams can say. It's a nice thing to complain about. Geez, we go to the NCAAs every year, but we never win. Hey, here's hoping we get another shot next year, but we'll get to that later. First, I want to share some audio from the post-game presser. I am not sharing our former coach because he is our former coach. Instead, and I'm also not going to share players who, uh, well, aren't on the roster anymore. So... Instead, we're going to share Dennis Jenkins talking about the game and his time at Iona. I just told the guys um, I appreciate everybody that was a part of this uh, season. Uh, we were on a 14-game winning, winning streak. Um, I mean, it's the next game. Uh, we came out. We were executing our game plan the first half. Uh, the second half didn't come out the way we were supposed to, and they took off with the game. Um, so I just told the guys, um, you know, give all the credit to them. Like they stated before, they, they, they wanted it more. So, um, I mean, a loss hurts, but I told them don't hang their heads. Um, a loss doesn't define us. Um, we just got to learn from it. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's all I told them. Um, I, I think we had a great season up until this game. So I just told them I appreciate them and I love them and I thank everybody in the locker room. So, I mean, that's, that's, how, I, that's how I'm feeling at this moment. Before I leave the 2022-23 season rearview mirror, I'm going to say thank you to Beric Jean-Louis, an absolute warrior and one of my all-time favorite gals. I'm glad he came back this year and played such an integral part for this team. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next as, well, uh, in me, he has a fan for life. Thank you, Beric, and good luck in whatever comes next. I also definitely want to spend a minute here talking about the Anna women's team as well. I didn't get to watch that game at all. But I did follow live stats. Hey, we knew that one had the potential to get ugly, but really, who cares? The team had an amazing season and made history here. And hey, if you want to see more, watch Kate Major Wednesday night in the women's three-point contest. I have a hunch she's going to be in the thick of things for that. Anyway, farewell and best of luck to the departing stars of that team. Y'all made history here in New Rochelle, and thank you for a tremendous 2022-23 campaign. All right, back to the men. Well, I only, I only barely got off the court at MVP Arena in Albany, and I think Rick Pitino is in a limo to Queens. Honestly, I have mixed feelings about his departure. We were quite strong these, these three seasons. With top 75, top 100 type teams, he brought a, t a ton of attention to the program, and I guess he played a role in facility upgrades, mostly his own, uh, but still, uh, um, and his, and you know, and he, you know, his course, his drunken cronies that always came to games helped put butts in the seat, but still, no NCAA win. That's the most glaring failure, if you will, of his tenure. And quite frankly, his presence eliminated the Gold Club, um, which I didn't care for at all either. It just became Patino's athletic office. It became Patino's program. It became Patino, 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 and we have no NCAA wins. 
So yeah, we won a lot of games, got some more headlines, didn't get an NCAA win. Is it a complete failure? No. Is it a failure? Yeah. You, you, you bring in somebody like Patino, you you're making you're making plans. You you want to you want to hit a pinnacle that you never reached, and we did not do that. Now the one thing that uh, the other thing that his presence had um, an impact on there was a whole lot of discussion among Iowa fans about going to the A10. Um, I was against it, still am, and I think it's probably split. If I were to interview, uh, you know, a hundred fans, I think it'd be pretty close. Some things, we should, you know, there are enough who think, oh gosh, we should make the move, um, and you know, and then of course the other half would say, no, we have no money for that nonsense. Um, I would. My take on this was that if we were if we were going to make a move, it was with Rick Pitino at the helm. We didn't. We're not. Be happy in the Mac people, or some other version of the Mac that might come down the line after more realignment blows up our college basketball landscape. Anyway, it's going to be nice to go back to normalcy as a program. The athletic office has had has to be happy. They're no longer going to be under Pitino's thumb and at his beck and call. It, it's going to run like a normal athletic office. And you know, I, 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 have, I mean, there's I'm sure people like Byron Byer are doing a little jig somewhere. I just, they have to be. I mean, I can just feel the way Patino was running this, and I was. I'm not even. I don't work for the Iowa Athletic Office, and I can feel it. <laughs> so anyway, it's gonna be. It'll be interesting to see how how normalcy uh, affects Iona fan nation uh, here for sure. Now, of course, one might say there was mutual benefit to his coaching here. Certainly, won a lot, got a lot more attention. Um, while of course he had somewhere to hang his hat until the NCAA cleared him, and he can head elsewhere. I don't disagree with any of that, really. But now, if he truly, if Patino truly respects and appreciates Iona and the role we played, resurrecting his career, let's face it, resurrecting his career, we need to see some evidence of that. A game at the Gardner too. Steering the players he's forcing out of Jamaica to maybe New Rochelle and not just to his son's program. No, I'm not looking for him to open every presser thanking Iona for everything. But a couple gestures of some sort would be nice. Do the right thing, Rick. Farewell. And good luck in Queens, because I have a feeling you're going to need it more than everybody thinks. And Iona did the right thing with its, ne with its next move, as Rick switched from maroon to red. Uh, as, I, as I showed on Twitter and on the Iona message board, Tobin Anderson has been at the top of my wish list since 2019. 2019! Why? Because I saw what a guy like Tim Close could do at a program like Iona, and I feel like Tobin's cut from the same block. And then he doubled down to that by taking a horrible FDU program when he got there, 4-22 or whatever they were, uh, in year one. And then year one turned him into a 20-game winner, capping it off by winning an NCAA play-in game, by a wide margin, by the way, they didn't squeak by, and then taking down number one seed Purdue and their 7-4 center with basically a bunch of hobbits on the roster. Uh, Anderson won more NCAA games in his first D1 tries than all of Iona's past coaches put together. Think about that. Valvano, Kennedy, Welsh, Ruland, Willard, Cluis, Patino. All of them combined have won fewer NCAA games at Iona than Anderson won at FDU. Think about that in one year in his first try. Does that mean he's destined for, for greatness? No, of course not. It doesn't, there's no guarantees. We all know that. And of course, if he puts together a couple stellar seasons in a couple stellar seasons in a row at New Rochelle, NCA win or not, he's going to be gone. Which of course means we made the right hire. I own it's not a destination job, people. 
In fact, 95% of Division I jobs aren't. So stop thinking we'll get some, someone will, to stay here Lake Lewis to, it's just not realistic. We're spoiled rotten, and, and you have to realize that. I just hope to conti we continue to hire well, continue to win, and accept that mid-major basketball is cyclical for about 98% of mids out there. And we've been insanely fortunate and spoiled to have endured nothing but success for just about every one of these past 15 years. And the good news is we have a coach who under now how we have a coach who understands what we've been and wants to keep us here and maybe even raise that even more. Here's Tobin Anderson from the introductory presser this past Wednesday. What we're going to do here, you know, I want to do this and I'm going to add on to that. You know, I want to, I want to take out a basketball to a place it hasn't been. Now, as you know, I'm, I'm prone to saying things sometimes that get repeated. And I get held against me. That happened again before the Purdue game, correct? So, but that's, I want our guys to know we have big goals here. We want to do special things. We want to get to a sweet 16. That's something that can happen here with the, with the direction and the, and, the, and the support and the resources that are here. Like I felt, I feel so wanted here. I feel so supported here and we're going to go do special things. We're going to try like, like heck to do something that has not been done before. You know, I told the guys next year at this time, I don't want to be meeting. I want to be playing. I want to be somewhere in a, in a regional in a regional final playing to go to the final four. Is it hard to do? Yeah, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. But that's the goal. The goal is to do something that's not been done before. The goal here is, is to win NCAA games, win championships, you know, keep packing this place. I've, I've watched games on TV. It's incredible, the, the, the support that's here. We want to add on to that. We're going to play a fun style. We're going to score points. We're going to play fast. We're going to be in great shape. We're going to guard people. You know, if you saw us play in the tournament, our style is unbelievable. Our style is fun to play. We're going we're gonna to do some things that, 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 are, that are really special. But our goal is to win at a high level. So this brings us to next season and next season's roster. I am hopeful no one is ticked off that we are so, seeing so many gales hit. Right now, it's typical for a coaching change in general see a lot of transfers, but when you go from Rick Pitino to, well, anyone, it just has to be the expectation. And we've seen quite a few gales already hit. Quint, Walter, Nelly, Cruz, Davis, sorry, Cruz Davis. <laughs> this is what happens when I try to read a list of names at, at 8.59 in the morning after only having half a cup of espresso. Uh, oh, and then of course, Anton Brookshire as well. Key name I have not mentioned is, of course, Dennis Jenkins. As of the time of this recording, he's not in the portal. If Anderson is somehow able to keep Dennis, wow, that's vital. Dennis will be a preseason first-team All-Mac player and possibly a preseason player of the year candidate. Just his presence, along with the other guys we still have returning, and I'm thinking of guys like Shima and Sunday and Jefferson and Bine Ayo right now. This is still a team that should finish, really, among the top three or four for sure. Are they all still returning? Big question mark. Time will tell. Um, and again, with Dennis, if uh, you guys who read the message board, follow me on Twitter, you've seen um, uh, me share tweets from Brandon Goble from um, Juco, Juco Advocate uh, about the 4-2-4 uh, rule, uh, basically. You, they, uh, Juco kids are going to get a little bit hosed. They, they can't transfer more than the one time after a Juco unless they're a grad student which means that Dennis, if he doesn't have 
because if he's not graduated yet, can't transfer without sitting out a year. I don't know if he's going to want to do that, so we might we might get to keep him based on that. The flip side of that is, if he's really close to graduating, or if he can graduate after this spring semester, or even after a summer semester, and transfer as a grad student and play right away, a little different. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I will not pretend you know pretend to know uh, the academics of of, of Dennis, um, but we'll probably we'll know more about that as time goes on for sure. Um, anyway. The next question, of course, coming off of all that is, how is Anderson going to recruit? I mean, you guys are, are there are people on, on Twitter and on the boards just asking these questions. How, how can uh, how can a Division II coach recruit? He's not going to be able to recruit guys to Ion. How does he know how to do that? You know, it's, some, you know, it's really, how it's crazy. Eugene guys need to take a deep breath, chill a little bit. You know, Tim Kloos came from Division II. Yes, he brought Jared Grosso. Um, but really, it's something you have to think about here. Think about it this way. Uh, and of course, Anderson is bringing his, his staff with him. So there is a difference between bringing guys to FDU that just won four games and bringing guys to Iona, which has a long-standing reputation of going to the NCAA tournament in a slightly higher league than FDU. And I do say slightly higher league than going to um, Second, Anderson just beat Purdue in the NCAAs and is more of a household name than he was just two weeks ago. So people are going to know his name and they're going to know Iona's name and they're going to see that marriage and they're going to see some potential. Um, so that's two things right there. Um, and then the third thing is, you know, you're talking about his staff. Well, what does his staff know about recruiting? You know, I mean, uh, you know, these guys are bringing in all D2 kids and all that. Well, here's how this works. When you're a recruiter, whether you're D2, whether you're lower D1, whether you're higher D1, you have contacts. You have contacts throughout high school leagues. You have contacts in the JUCO ranks. You have contacts uh, to, to, you know, to a lot of even D1s for getting ready for those kids that hit the portal. What, what, it's just a matter of which kid you're going for. So, you know, uh, if you're at FDU, you might be going for the third best player at our Savior Lutheran. If you're at, at Iona, you might be going to the first or second best player. If you're at St. John's, you're going to go for the best player, without question, and, and only if he's like a four-star player. Do you see where I'm going with this? The contacts are all the same. It's just the players you need to go after. Uh, all these guys have connections. And remember, our staff's not complete yet. Uh, there's still at least one spot to fill. Um, so... Hang in there um, <laughs> and just relax. And, and remember, all those guys we used to see Clueless and Grasso bring in, and we would be like, oh, I mean, who's AJ English? Are you, who's that guy? He's got no offers. Are you kidding? Chill, okay? You've just got to, they're going to recruit to the system, and, it's, and it, you're going to like the result. You just need to not worry about the other schools that are tied to the kid the high school the kid went to, the college the kid might have gone to. That said, if you're watching the portal and my retweets and sharing on the message board, to going after a couple of kids that are higher higher level players and that are uh, have accomplished something in the portal, uh, especially at D1 level. Um, so uh, relax and see how it plays out before making your decision. And again, we don't know how many spots we're going to have to fill yet. I mean, we're assuming there are no more. We're going to be going to the, to the portal, but there's time. And I they, I know they've got, a, I want to say, like about two more weeks to actually declare whether they're going to try to go to the portal or not. So I don't know what, like, Dennis Jenkins is going to do. And I don't know what Silas is going to do. And some of these other guys in Oz. Um, don't be so quick to assume that they're all out the door. Let's see how that plays out for sure. But just remember, just, just trust the process. Trust that we hired the right man, because we did. And I'm telling you, we did. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see 
this roster evolves over the next month even and then of course the entire offseason but especially with the portal nonsense going on so the other thing is enjoy the normalcy iona is not preordained to be the Mac champ every year no matter what you've seen the past 15 years anderson may win the title next year he may not oh my god <gasps> gasp um can we just stop expecting greatness at every turn and expecting iona to be more than it is it's still just a mid-major program we're not going to the Atlantic 10. Rick Pitino is gone. Stop fantasizing about being a regular top 50 program or something insane like that. Just enjoy what we are. And what we are is a pretty damn successful mid-major program that happens to hire <laughs> coaches at alarmingly positive rate uh, that um, we, we can't ever complain about. I mean, if we excel over other programs, it's in hiring coaches. So. And I think we hit another home run here. So, and this goes before Matt G. This goes before, this is a string of ADs who have just done, just know what to do here, what to bring in here. So this is still going to be a fun ride, people. It's not going to be the material. We might not be top 75 next year, but I would not be shocked in the least to see us cut down the nets again next year. So how about we just relax, stop expecting greatness in every turn and enjoy the ride. That would be good. So it's the off-season, and the podcast apps will be less frequent every couple weeks or so. Who else will transfer out? Who will Anderson bring in? What's our schedule going to look like next year? We've got all off-season to answer these questions. Stay tuned to this podcast for it all. And I can tell you right now, we have a very special guest for the next episode of the pod. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com with publisher Guy Filatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any featured guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona University Athletics or the university itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.